Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Metaphysical Happy Hour. I'm your host, Cassie Clayton. And I'm your co-host, Tracy Escobar. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. hello. Yeah. I think we have a fun show planned for everybody. Oh, yeah, absolutely we do. I know. I hope you all are listening. I hope you all set your notifications. I hope you guys are going to join us. So make sure you leave comments on Facebook and YouTube, giving you a heads up right now. Leave your comments. Say hello. Yeah. Tell us where you're from. For sure. Yes. Oh, here they are. Look at Here we go. Here we go. Hi, Krista. <laughs> so how are you, Ms. Cass? I'm doing good. Just, just busy, busy. Mm -hmm. Busy working away. So... Plugging away. We're plugging away. Who do we have today? Oh, we can do shameless plug. I always forget. Shameless plugs first. Shameless plugs. You go okay. first. Let's do shameless plugs. Okay. I'll go first. I have a workshop coming up. So no, I have a class coming up, I think, July at MOJ. I think it's, oh, I didn't write the date July down. July 23rd. <laughs> I have it written down, but I did not put the date. From 12 to 4, July 23rd. From 12 to 4. There it is. July 23rd, 12 to 4. No, no. Quick question: Is are are these two separate classes yeah. though? Because you do because you do have the mediumship and then you do have the psychic class. So yeah. it is the, the you know your, your psychic from twelve to two, two and then your mediumship from two to four, right? Yes. Thank you for okay. my brain is still on fire. Uh, yes. So two psychic and then mediumship. Yes. And then August twentieth, I have a whole workshop. So that's the workshop. Yes. That's, you can be a medium, the workshop. And so that's like a four hour workshop all on mediumship. And Absolutely. then another class there too. Mm -hmm. And then I think I have flow retreat coming up next year in May. Mm -hmm. There it is, May 4th through 10th. And there's our, our lovely behinds on the picture. <laughs> it was a great photo. It was a great shot. You told the photo. Great photo. Um, but yeah, that was such a fun time. We went to Belize and we spent like, six days in Belize and just had an incredible time. Went and yeah. saw so many places, so many things and went with, I think. Well, we and everything's just women. impacting like, oh, oh. Yeah. like I remember there was one day that we were, you were like, it was the day we were supposed to go to cave tubing and you were like, and then we ended up deciding to move it to the next day. And you're like, oh, we didn't do enough today. And I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> okay. It's like, I want to cram as much, you know? <laughs> There's definitely not a dotted down time on this retreat, but no, you can but, but I mean, at the same time, it's a wonderful retreat. We have so many cool mm -hmm. things that happen and good things that go on during it. Um, What's your favorite? What do you think? Excursion. <sighs> uh, actually, Brittany and I were talking about it earlier because um, she because uh, uh, we were helping work it, work on her website and stuff. And um, it's the day we went to the waterfalls. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Playing around in all the water. I didn't. Everybody was like in the waterfalls, sliding around. Sliding off the rocks um, into the hole. But the cool part about that was is that everybody was like, yeah. you know, we did have like a few people who maybe it wasn't such an easy trek for them. Yes. To get to and from. But it was the, you know, everybody kind of came together and helped make it happen. Help people. And all the yeah. things. And yeah. So it was, so it was great. It was great. Everybody pitched in. Everybody helped everybody. So it was really fun. My thing, I think. The hospitality there, I loved. So y'all, we did this one excursion where we actually kind of went to a Mayan family's home, kind of, and had yeah. lunch. They made us lunch and we got to learn how to cook Mayan food outside on their big, they had a big thing outside and they made homemade tortilla. Like it was a phenomenal. And so 
I don't know, it's a lot of humble people, a lot of culture and beliefs. Um, we went to a spa and did massages and a nature walk, like just, just so much. So if you're interested, you can check out my website and you can click on the link and go see all the details. Um, we are doing it May 4th through the 11th of 2024. And there it is, Flow Retreat Take Two. Here we go again. So let's yeah. go have some fun. We've already sold three spots, so we've only got seven left. Mm -hmm. so super, super, super exciting. And I think that's all I got. Oh, I wrote a book, by the way. It's right there. Um, so that's another thing. It's on Amazon. You can be a medium. How a red couch led me to mediumship and turned my pain into passion. And then I have a deck of cards. So that's out there. That's, that's all. That's all I got going on. Cast your turn. So, um, well, I think the next several months are just all about expansion. Um, you know, yeah. as people know, I, I, I focus and hone in on the websites, the logos, the branding materials, all of those things that work with spiritual light workers to help get them to build their brands and get them out there. Um, but we are also um, beginning to step into a space where we're able to add uh, monthly social media packages. We are able to, um, we brought on an SEO person that does, she's, I'm super psyched about her because she has been doing SEO since before SEO was even SEO. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, so she knows all the possible ins and outs. And so it, um, for me, it's actually turning into kind of a situation where we get to really more comprehensively take care of the client, not just not just to help them get up and get started or or, you know, help them with their brand changes and things like that, but also help them as a full service company. So cool. that. So that, that part is pretty awesome. And then, um, you know, last time I, I last show, I kind of started a little bit of showing off a little bit of the Oracle deck that I've been working mm -hmm. on. So um, I've got that card to pull up today. And um, today is going to be, this is my version of the All-Seeing Eye. Nice. Um, and the All-Seeing Eye is one of the oldest examples of this type of, of, magic of like really old old school magic and mm -hmm. um it's a universal symbol representing um spiritual sight inner vision higher knowledge insight into occult mysteries so nice I, that is my version that's, that's your version <laughs> version we have a lot on our plates a lot going on behind the scenes oh yeah i do have another podcast too i'll throw that out there oh, um, you do um, and what's TV. your episode coming up this week Oh yeah, that's <laughs> me. We are doing a tea time with Tracy, I think. Yeah, so I'm gonna talk about, I'm reading this book called The Tools right now and it's fascinating. And so I thought I would do a little series on the tools. I'm probably gonna have to break it up in two episodes, but we're gonna talk about the tools and how to navigate life and how to have some coping mechanisms in place and some techniques and tools that you can do to get through mm -hmm. life. So I think it's gonna be interesting. It'll be my first solo show. I hope I can well, keep it interesting. <laughs> well, and also I kind of want to give a little bit of a shout out to um, someone who has been helping both of us behind the scenes, because where would we, we be without her? Oh, yes. Because uh, uh, Brittany, um, she, she's our assistant and has been helping us do all the things. And so mm -hmm. she's, part of, she's part of how we all stay straight. <laughs> And we need it. Yes. Hello. Yay. So um, anyway. We can lead into who's our guest tonight. Yeah. Let's um, talk about so, it. 
So tonight we have um, we have a very exciting guest. Her name is Tammy, and she does animal communication and mediumship and all sorts of amazing, awesome things. So she does. Um, you want me to read? I have her bio. Do you want me to read it? Tammy, you get to hang out for your bio. Exactly. <laughs> I printed it before you got on because I wanted to read it too. So she uh -huh. is a medium healer, animal communicator. She lives in Asheville, North Carolina, where I just left. Yay. <laughs> Yay for me. But it's a beautiful, beautiful state. I love it. If I just wouldn't have met somebody, I would have stayed there. Um, she runs a private animal sanctuary where she connects with animals of all kinds. Tammy's journey began in childhood and developed as a student of the world famous medium James von Prague. Her gift of connecting emotionally, mentally, and spiritually with pets and people of console and bleh, 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 pets and people help console those in need. Tammy's passion is helping pets who have crossed over connect with their humans. This healing affirmation completes a beautiful circle between souls and transforms grief into peace. I think that's beautiful. And you know, now that I I have always been a dog mom but not a dog mom like i'm a dog mom now it's different mm. right mm. before i was a dog mom but they were on autopilot now i'm really involved in the dog's life right so i can see how people get so attached to their pets and i've met so many people because i told you we don't even go to a restaurant unless there's a dog place to have him eat too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i've met so many people that it's their children it's their loves of their life it's their you know it's their companion i bought mine during a time where i really needed like unconditional love Right. And that's exactly what they do. So I think what you do is phenomenal for people. Thank you. You're welcome. Always open doors for hearts. Always. Yeah. yeah. No, no matter no matter what. So it's interesting to me. You said, oh, I, I, I got the, the dog when I needed some unconditional love in my life. Mm -hmm. And because I always ask, like, well, why were you looking for a dog or why or a cat or mm -hmm. why were why did they how did they come into your life and they'll say oh you know i just had a divorce or you know i'm in this huge transition um i'm moving and mm -hmm. animals are actually sent in actually in our lives they are mm -hmm. sent in on cue they are they? On cue and they leave on cue um so yeah and, and i always tell people it's always connected so it's really interesting um, in your own life, if you look at what was going on in your life when that animal came, came in. into your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, you know, I told you my story, like I needed unconditional love at that time. And, uh, and at that time, my fiance was like dead set against it. Nope, 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 nope. Like we travel a lot. Right. And so he's like, it just wouldn't go with our lifestyle. We, I work, I travel back and forth to Texas and North Carolina. He's like, what were we thinking? And then he gave in and we found one and I just, yeah, it's changed our lives. He's like our baby now, right? He's in love with him. I'm in love with him. Definitely unconditional love is what I needed and what he gives. And, you know, we talked about were we meant to be his, right? Because I told you he's got, and all of Facebook knows, mm -hmm. they know my puppy Guinness, that he's had mm -hmm. bladder surgery. <sighs> he's had, right? He's one kidney. So he's, he's a troubled little puppy, but if it wouldn't have been us, he may be gone already, right? Because some. But what drew you to him? He was the last one. We had no choice. He was the last well, you one. You did have a choice. You took him. You took him in. You know. Yeah, I mean, we didn't know. Elsewhere, right? No, we didn't know. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we went out with one of my friends, and she had the sister that she had gotten for her dad, and we fell in love with the sister. It was just the cutest oh. little thing. That's what. So she yeah. gave us the breeder. So when we contacted the breeder, she only had one left and that was it. And he was the runt of the mix. He's the last one born and the last one to be adopted. 
So yeah, it's the old universal bait and switch. Mm -hmm. Is that what it is? Exactly. That you kind of meet one, and then it opens your heart, and then you get led exactly where you're supposed to go. And oh, it just happens to be the last one, and it's the smallest one. Yeah. You just have to take that one. You have to take it. And the reason is your heart already got connected with the sister. It opened your heart. So it's it's just like a little underground network. It's crazy. It's all planned, right? And they knew it. We, we were going to fix him. Once we found out things were wrong, we're like, okay, we got to fix him. There's no going back, right? So we tried to fix him. Didn't work. But now we've got a system in place where he's having a good life. Yeah. He loves it. Where's but you love him anyway, right? Him anyway, yeah. yeah. And so it's interesting to me that you said you needed unconditional love in your life. And I wanted to ask you, how did you know you needed that at that time? And and secondly, that is exactly what you're offering, Guinness. Yes. Isn't that crazy? How interesting. How interesting. <laughs> you know, the very thing that we need in our lives is the, the same thing that they Thank are you. learning themselves too, yeah. right? Because they have their own soul, soul path as well. Yeah. While we're d- busy doing our lives and we get an animal, what we don't realize is just like with kids, you know, if we ask kids, Oh, what is your opinion of mom? And you'd have three kids and they'd all have different opinions. Different opinions. Right. You know, because they grew up differently at certain ages. Well, the animals are having the same kind of experience. While you're having your experience of them, they're having their experience of you. I think that's beautiful. What a great so, I love that your soul paths interconnected in this beautiful space called, oh, I just needed unconditional love in my life. <laughs> And, you know, you brought up a good point about children, and that's why I needed the unconditional love. I have three children who all have different opinions on how they were raised, and some are angry, right? So at that time, there's a lot of pointing fingers at mama, and so that's where the unconditional love came from, right? So it's like, okay, I just need someone who loves me regardless. (laughs) Regardless? I love that. I love that. Regardless. He did, too. And he does too. So it's a beautiful setup, but yeah, I love that. We, we get led without realizing we're, we're just, we're following what we're intuitively guided to to do. I think it's beautiful. I just love what we do. Don't you just love it? Yes. So speaking of loving it, how did you even get started? What led you down this path that most people would call us all crazy, you know? Yeah, so true. So true. So I guess I came in this way without realizing anything. So, you know, at four, I was highly aware of um, my family members and all the different uh, areas they were going. I was highly aware of animals. Um, And so I spent a lot of time outside actually um, with the animals because it was so chaotic in my house. It was just like crazy making with all kinds of dysfunction and uh, violence and all kinds of stuff. So I'd like I go outside and I literally had a whole world out there and the animals, you know, like some kids, they would come to the door. Can Tammy come out to play? It would be like the animals coming and knocking on the door. Can Tammy come out to play today? I would have neighborhood animals. And at the time, I suppose, you know, they were, they were very healing to me without me realizing that's what that was. Yeah. And we, we got a, a dog named Ginger and she was my first dog. And um, I'm pretty sure that was some kind of negotiation for something that had happened in the house. And it was like, oh, let's get the girls a dog kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You know, she came into my life, but she was very motherly. She was very nurturing, exactly what I needed. Um, but she and I would walk around. We had we were on a circle and we were we would take walks every day and she would pick the neighbors that she wanted to go see. So we would go up and sit with the neighbors if they were on the porch or whatever. And mm-hmm. then 
ginger was done and then we'd we'd go on to the next one so she always seemed to know who needed who needed help or, or just comfort or whatever Aww. so at any rate yeah the animals all throughout my life have um shown up uh have guided me and as i got older um they would come in the most magical and u- unusual of ways by yeah. the time i was out in my adult life um and for a while i thought you know oh my gosh, I must have a neon sign up because <laughs> and I'm not doing like, I am not looking for these animals anywhere. They would show up in um, dreams. And then a week later, they'd they'd come. show up. Yep. Totally. Um, they would, you know, I, I never went looking, they would show up in a photo and I would intuitively know, and this is before I into like I had intuitive language for myself before I understood my own intuitive uh, skills or whatever. Um, but yeah, and that's what led to the animal sanctuary, which I still have. And I was at yesterday actually, um, working with the animals and, um, it's a varied population, um, aging from like five to, I think my oldest is 18. They come and they just live forever (laughs) and they get younger. They get younger. They do get younger. This is Genny. Hi. He's making a cameo appearance. He's making his cameo appearance. Hi. <laughs> he usually does when spirits in the house. Yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Well, so funny Maybe. when you all talk about like how animals just show up because the the first pet that I actually got after I came off of cruise ships, uh-huh. I walked into a I walked into a pet smart. It was a random one, nowhere near my house. Nothing like. It was just one of those days where I was out driving and I was like, you know what? Mom and dad are out of the country right now. I'm staying with mom and dad. Um, they, I was like, I'm going to go in and get a fish. <laughs> Is that what you got? I'm going to come I'm going to go, go in and get a fish. Mom and dad won't be upset about a fish. Like it'll just be another living thing in the house. Cause I had come home like, and there was all this commotion on the ship. And then I came home and it was very silent in the house. So I was like, it'll just be another living thing. Um, I walked out with a dog. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <Oopsie. laughs> and then when my parents came home, my mom was like, what? What's that <laughs> And I was like, um, he's got a sister. <laughs> oh, no. And so they, and they were hot. My parents were hot. Well, my, my dad was like, oh no, no, no. Dad was no. Hot. No, uh, I am not getting a dog. No. Um, mom was like, yes, I want one. So we ended up getting one and that dog became my dad's love of his life. Of course. Man's best friend. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we had like these, our little two chihuahuas like running around the house making. Mm-hmm. And Do you friends. feel like the, the dog came to help your dad open his heart? A little bit. Yeah. Right. They, they had had some kind of tragic experiences yeah. with the, the, um, with the passing of uh, mm-hmm. pets before. So it was kind yeah. of that yeah. and then also also my sister goes well she's not going back to ships now we know that <laughs> we're not gonna leave that dog not leaving them here with us <laughs> so um yeah that was kind of how i how we kind of knew at that point okay my days of living and working on cruise ships were, were over were yeah yeah they should be oh, a dog, mom. you know it's like a 
coincidence, not really coincidence. When you look back and you can yeah, track it, you can track it's fascinating. It. Yeah, that they, they totally come in on cue. And all the ones that have come to me um, have come in at very specific times, right when I needed it, you know, yeah. and so all of the clients I work with, it's, it's very much the same thing. I, th- I always tell people, it's easier to track when they come to us, we can look back and go, oh, yeah, this is what happened, you know, it's less, it, it's harder, more difficult to do it when they pass, because it doesn't seem like it fits anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one takes a little bit more working with, but they're both they always, you know, I had something drop in today on a, um, a bike ride and it was like when Katie, my one of my dogs um, passed uh, actually July 26th coming up in 2019. And I knew that we were both growing on. And what I heard from her was, I have to go so we can grow. Aww. So Aww. if you think about it, we all grow. We get thrown into soul growth. Yes. I mean, when they pass, we literally get thrown into the same kind of transformation to new new beginnings, new life. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it it takes a little, you know, navigating that piece. It's not as easy. I have, we have like the crowd. I know they're all the pups, all the people are coming in. Yes. I I lost one and I can probably pinpoint on the way out the why, right. I was in a transformation period I was traveling between Texas and North Carolina, back and forth. I couldn't take the dogs. I was living in a tiny apartment. So I had someone move into my house. My son, he didn't want to take care of them. It was, it was a lot of stress at that time. And then one got cancer and passed away within three yeah. months of my transition yeah. of moving. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And yeah. it freed me to go, yes. to go grow. <laughs> yeah. It is the truth. And um, it's hard because, you know, I know from my own journey, I haven't always been as graceful about it okay. as you know I can describe here. Yeah. Um, I remember I had a, in fact, I've got a, a photo of him up. It's Murphy he was a white lab and he was, he came to me at a really important time in my life. And then when he passed, I was, I didn't do well. And so mm-hmm. I, um, I went to deep grief and uh, he passed in like November, 2016. Well, by March of 2017, I was still very much grieving only it was, um, uh, St. Patrick's Day. And so I decided to put a little photo of him as a puppy up with a little um, mm-hmm. a clover in his mouth. And all day long, I was looking at that. And I was like, Oh, my God, he was so cute. And he was I just love that. And then the next morning, I had a dream. And in the dream, Murphy came to me and I opened the door and he was there and he was jumping up and I held him and I, I was like, Oh, my gosh, it's so good to see you. And it was literally when I woke up, I could feel his fur. I could oh, like I had touched him. It was totally a visitation. And what they shared with me was in my grief, he couldn't get through to me. And the only reason why he could is I forgot I was grieving that day. See? Got it. You so I was concentrating on his cuteness and because it takes work. Think it about does. it. Yes. Well, I tell even regular clients who aren't dreaming of their loved ones and they're so upset. I was like, you're too in your grief. It can't get right. in there. It can't it blocks. It blocks. <laughs> it blocks. So I, 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 you know, didn't realize what I was doing when I was putting his photo up, but that was a big teaching for me because you, you know, the, my vibration shot up here, which is where, you know, where they are, right? Yeah. And we're down here. They can't get to us so yeah it's a it's a good um kind of thing to hold on to when we are in the deep grief to know that um when that does lift they can get through and will and they will right well speaking of which 
do dogs leave signs like humans do? I mean, yes. Oh, yes, totally. Like if I use Murph, for example, um, in between his leaving and that dream, I was vacuuming one day and um, I have this, I have this closet that is one of those you kind of need to straighten up like with towels and stuff. And so I think I got in there and, and things fell down. What really fell out was a, uh, a throw with his photo on it that somebody had given me. He, he I, the photo I'm looking at is him. He was picking some tulips and I got a photo of it. And so somebody had put that on a throw for me. It fell out and I was just like so shocked. And I left the vacuum cleaner running and I just slid down the side of the wall on the floor, holding it sobbing Aww. terribly. And then I looked back at that later and I was like, Tammy, do you suppose that was a sign? And you like you just I couldn't even like I I should have been like, oh, my God, he's showing me he's here. This is I totally didn't have the bandwidth to do that. Um, But yes, they leave all kinds of signs. Amazing. Amazing signs. I think it's beautiful. Just like like human spirits. Yes. That's the same, right? Yeah, totally. Yes. And you can ask, you know, I always tell people to to ask um, for a radish and they're like, what? Why radish? Yeah. And ask for something specific specific ask yeah. for something that you're going to know you know something yeah. that's off that you're going to go oh, that's it yeah, yeah exactly how do you think others like okay so people who aren't mediums like me and you like how can they connect with their love their dog on the, or their pet any tips oh i'm always forever everybody's got the ability to connect and it's through the heart that heart connection is the, that's your pathway in. And I always tell people, you know, don't ask, you know, in some of the readings, like, can you tell them that I love them? I'm like, just did. You tell them. Like, <laughs> you tell them. Like, they, they already are hearing this. And James um, Van Prague has this great uh, uh, exercise that he would teach in workshops about, um, you know, connect, like going into your heart space and getting that kind of green energy going and connecting it with the, the animal or the spirit you want to connect and get it going. Like you see it going back and forth and it creates a channel and it opens things up and people can do, you know, any of us, anybody can do it. Yes. Yes. I also um, suggest that people, um, well, sometimes when their animals are in transition or they're sick or whatever, even, even before at any time in their lives, they can, sit with their animal, put your hand on their heart and just feel the breathing, feel their heart, close your eyes and match your breathing to theirs. Okay. And you will find your heartbeats match. Same. Yep. And, and what that does is that's an, you're imprinting that essence. You will know that essence and that spirit when they show up again. Oh, beautiful. Everyone's going to go out and run and do it, right? Go. I get so many people who I do readings for who just miss their pets so badly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they think they don't have the ability to connect them. Like you do. You do. do. A hundred percent. Another thing I love to suggest is, um, and people don't often think about this, is write to your animal after they've passed. Like, you know, I had an animal, Eddie, and I was, I was just, we, it was a tumultuous time and he had come to me in a, in a hard way. Anyway, I was like, dear Eddie. And so I'm like, I'm like, I'm telling it, you know, I'm telling everything. Yeah. And I was, okay. It must be something with vacuuming me because I was vacuuming again. Oh, were you? Apparently. And I, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I need to go sit at my secretary. So I go sit. And all of a sudden I started feeling dear Tammy, I love you. And I want you to know. And it was from Eddie. 
And, and, and so I, I often tell people that is a good, that's, we all know how to write letters. We were taught to write letters when we were children. Um, the, it, it bypasses the, the brain that says you can't do this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Brain activity brain. We're going to write a letter. So, and it's amazing what comes through with that, that because at some point the heart engages and uh, soul information comes through. So, yeah. you know, after we get, especially when we're grieving, if we write that letter, you're probably going to need Kleenex and a lot of tissue, a lot of things. And then they may not want to try it as the animal writing them back quite yet. Okay. It'll come. It'll, It'll come. come. They will be amazed at what comes through. I've been able to get very direct answers. I, I had an animal who um, left in a way I just didn't agree with. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just didn't. And so I was pretty mad. You were mad at him. <laughs> and I was like, Dear Sasha, you know, I would have ha- gladly helped you across if you had just asked me, but I really, really don't agree with how you went. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and what I found out after I had gone through that and grieving is what she told me was, and this was the first time I realized animals had a part of me. She said, I went out as I chose. I went out as a warrior. Oh, he, uh, border collie mix, very proud. Very, I had a border collie and, mix too. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, I was like, "Let me get this straight: you, that you chose how you went." Absolutely, she said. Oh. So if you think about that a minute, they've shown me time and time again that they always have a part yeah. in life choices and passings. That I think will make a lot of people feel better because I get a lot of people who get really guilty for having to put their loved one yes. down. On, on a soul level, that animal has to be agreeing to it or it couldn't happen. Okay. Because they feel I mean, so bottom line. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, we are we, we do our part. The vet does their part. The animal is also doing their part. Okay. And what I have found is some of the greatest teachings actually come in those few moments. I mean, Sasha, when she passed and I, I found her and it was very tragic and she had been so proud and her heart had been so defended all of her life. And I was so shocked. So I'm holding her and she takes three breaths. And in that third breath, she passes. But yep. when her spirit left her body, it was the most vulnerable, the sweetest spirit I'd ever had mm-hmm. that she hasn't, hadn't been able in her lifetime to share. Oh, but when she released, that's that true essence came through. Oh. So, you know, we do our part. And that may be working with the vet and deciding and saying, but the animal is, has to be in agreement with that too. It's part of their soul path as well. And, you know, I've watched whole scenarios where the vet actually is, well, no matter if we're involved, we're learning. Okay. The vet actually has a teaching that the animal is still doing up until the very end. Ah, see, there's purpose for everything, right? There is. There There is. is. We just, have to see it from that perspective i know it hurts deeply but there is a purpose for everything so i think that's so beautiful we have a question from krista smith Mm -hmm. let's put it up there um okay yeah are animals like humans when they pass do they try and communicate with their owners or other pets that were in the home oh a hundred percent yeah and you know um a lot of times the other animals are quite aware of, you know, it's like they have like the pre-meeting. Yeah. Uh, this is what's going to go down. I'm going to be leaving and I'm passing the baton to you kind of thing. Yes. Animals are always very, very aware. So yes, they do um, try to communicate and um, go to great lengths to do so and um, become 
can become quite current in their lives, helping them forward. Okay. Yeah. We think when they pass, oh, that connection's gone and that, that, that has ended, but it's, it hasn't. And it's just learning a different way to engage with that. Okay. Yeah. Do they reincarnate like we do? Or if you believe in reincarnation, let me just put it that way. You you know what I have found with the animals? um, It's interesting because that gets asked a lot. Um, It's almost like if they do, it's a renegotiation of a soul contract. Okay. If that makes sense. It's like we've decided to continue, but we're going to grow forward in this way. Okay. And, um, you know, I have uh, one on the property now that is, um, uh, it's it's cat and his name's Skittles, but um, he is a soul blend from sneakers that came before. Oh, uh, the way sneakers came to me was feral. And then he lived with me for about two years and he got terribly ill and died. Like really, I took him to the vet and he died right there on the table. And I was in such shock. And then about two weeks later, I had a dream and in the dream sneakers was coming down the driveway and I was like, sneakers is so good to see you. Oh my gosh. I hadn't seen you. And he stepped aside and showed me this little black and white kitten. Oh. And then I woke up a week later. Black and white. My son is coming into the house and he's like calling me from, because we're fenced and gated. And he's like, yeah, there's, there's a kitten in the bushes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're seeing something, son. And he goes, no, no, it is. So he, I said, well, bring him in. So he brings him in and it's that kitten from my dream. Is and um, Skittles is still, he's very, very, he's, Sneakers, it, it, what I found, and, and James and I have talked about this a lot, it's a soul blending. Like, usually it's not the exact. It's like a soul because we're all here to grow. Right. right? So we want yeah. to learn new things. Right. Um, and it's like enhanced version. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's almost like when you think about um, renegotiating or, or continuing on a soul contract, like, this was really fun. Let's learn some more together. Okay. So, yeah. and come yeah. back. Yeah. So fascinating. So fascinating. So if you guys have any questions about your pet or anything, leave them in the comments. Um, We're going to do some mini readings towards the end of the show. So I just wanted to make sure you guys put some comments out there, YouTube and Facebook. Um, I wanted to ask about the whole, well, first of all, Cassie, have you had to deal with a pet death? I know we all had to deal with one. Just checking in on you. Um, Yeah. Um, Well, so we have one pet growing up that we just don't know what happened to him. Okay. Um, Well, I mean, he was a very, very sweet cat. And so we think that he just got scooped up by someone. Um, But yeah. And then we also had, um, you know, I I mean, we've had pets as far as back as I can remember. So yeah, so a lot of, you know, we had one pet that um, my, it was my mom's dog and she, she passed and I swear my mom was like never gonna forgive us because it was that one night that we were like, like, mom, let's leave. Like, no, we don't want to go sit outside. We let's go like have dinner. And she got into like some, she got into like the apric- like some a box of apricots. Oh no. And ate the whole thing. <gasps> I didn't know at the time that that was we, we, it was just one of those, we didn't know she got a little bit sick. She, you know, d- did the things and then she seemed fine. So we were like, okay, great. Oh, cool. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, and that was just not the case. And so 
um, that was a very traumatic passing um, oh, for yeah. my mother and sure. well, and the rest of the family, but particularly my, my mom, mom. Because that was, that literally was my mom's dog. Wow. Um, but yeah, so we've had, you know, I, I've just told all of mine, they're not allowed to. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <Don't die on laughs> me. All five of mine have to live forever. <laughs> Sorry. You came into my life. You never loved me. Oh, I know. What do you think the, um, I'm thinking about your mom. What do you think the, uh, why was the impact so great with her? Um, I know you said it was my mom's, it was it a dog you said? Yeah, no. it was a little chihuahua. Um, oh. I, I think it was just more just the way it passed. It was like, in her arms. <laughs> so it was, it was just one of those like very tragic, very tragic events. Yeah. So, um, um, did she feel like it was like one of the kids? Like she, did she treat this? Yeah. 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 Cause that's what I'm feeling. Everywhere we were. Yeah. 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 And you know, that's a true grief when we lose it. I had somebody on my show today that had lost um, a, a, a dog and it is very much for her like losing a child yeah, very much so very much and really you know i just tell people there's there's you know we're all souls you know whether we have fur bodies or whether you know human bodies right um, we all have essences and so you know a lot of times uh animals come in the form of children i had a dog named mikey he was a little boy totally a little boy like when Mikey showed me himself energetically, he was like one of those, like a baseball cap on backwards. Yep. Um, totally little boy. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So they do come and they represent those places in our lives. So did she ever recover from it? Um, or did she just stop talking about it? Like we don't talk about it anymore. Um, I mean, she, she would still cry today if it got brought up. So, right. Right. um, but yeah, we've got, no, she did end up like my parents' dog when, when, when I got my dog, his sister came along with him and, right. you know, so. Mm -hmm. The setup. Yeah. The setup. <laughs> you can't be mad at me if I brought, if you want one too, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, uh you know, so they, they bonded pretty closely with that one. And then that was, that was a little bit hard because at some point we had to find her a new home because Aww. my parents could no longer, um, they just were in a space where they just couldn't take care of her. And Aww. so we did, you know, I was in charge of making sure she went off to a very good home and things like that. Um, but I mean, I had, I had one night, one night, only one where one of mine disappeared uh -huh. For one night, um, Osiris got out and it was like the coldest night of the year. And he's, and he's like my, he's like my ground kitty. He does not climb. He is like always hiding under things. The only dogs he know are my dogs where like they will not hurt him. Mm -hmm. um, loud things scare him. And he got out and it was like, probably one of the scariest 24 hours of my yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and awesome. when they found him, he was, it was interesting too, because I spoke with another um, woman that does like animal um, communication. And she was like, when you find him, 
or when he shows himself, he will be loud about it. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, I went around through flyers up, flyers up all around the complex. All I mean, neighbors that actually had like some some people in the neighboring complexes like you're not allowed to post flyers. And I was like, you think I care? Exactly. My baby is missing. I don't care. (laughs) Um, But, but I was sitting, um, sitting at my computer waiting for a class to start. And I got a phone call and the guy was like, Hey, you're, I think I found your cat. And when I found him, like he's just right outside the door actually, but just frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen ground and crying his little heart Aww. out, and I him up and I brought him in, and he came and he laid underneath the underneath the covers mm-hmm. for the next like ten hours and slept. <laughs> he was like, That's this, an adventure for him. Scary. <laughs> I don't want to do it again, Mom. He's like, No, thank you. No. How did he get out in the first place? Um, it was just one of those like I fell asleep and the door was the back door was just kind of cracked open. I do have a gate that's locked behind that but mm-hmm. you know it was just kind of one of those where the door had kind of swung open and he something got his attention and he exactly. wandered out and... yeah i think it was a big uh-oh uh-huh. like, oh now what now what i do <laughs> <laughs> totally mama's boy <laughs> uh, yes he is which he- brings me to another question do dogs have memory like someone told me like you, you feel so heartbroken when you have to rehome them, but someone told me they don't have a memory where they remember the old place. They only ever remember the smell. So if you came around, they would remember, but it's not like they missed you. Is that true? That's interesting. That's a really interesting question. Um, you know, know, animals stay in the present moment, number That's one. That's what it is. It's present. Yeah, right? It's very present moment. Yeah. Um, they do have uh, great association. And um, I don't know that I would agree that they don't have memory. Okay. Um, at all. Yeah. Um, because the, they've shown me, fo- you know, pictures, images of where okay. they've been and what they're, they're, you know, like some of the mother dogs I've had on the property can show me that they weren't allowed to keep their babies and that, that you know, mm-hmm. finally they were able to, to complete that journey for themselves. So, um, but I do find that they transition more easily than humans do. Okay. They pivot more gracefully. They pivot. Than yeah. They do. Um, you know, do they feel sadness from where they've been? A- absolutely. If it's been a, a sad situation, okay. you know, that's part of their healing journey where they, they get to choose um, to be part of the healing journey too. It's not all up to us to like, Oh, poor baby. They actually just like in anything, they contribute to that too. Um, so, you know, we can only do so much and then, you know, they move along. I had a Bassett named Annie and she could never, oh. the sadness never left her. It didn't. The mother's sadness never quite left her that you know, she never could fully um, leave that behind. And then I have others who um, just move forward. And I will say this, when we get rescue animals and they've been in tragic situations, it's, it's, it's okay to tell the story. Like it's an important part of their journey. This is what happened to them where I find that people uh, where animals get locked into is they just keep telling the tragic story, story about- over and over right. and it, it it keeps them from moving forward right. uh-huh. they never learn who they are apart from the story same thing for humans right same thing for us yes like, let me tell you my story right yes. <laughs> um, so true and it holds them in place and um it's it's sad because they never get to learn who they truly are apart from all okay. that 
right? Just like us. Just when we like go us. away from home, we get to learn who we are apart yeah. from our, you know, parents. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's that holding them in the place with the sad story. The s- stories are meant to be told and stories are meant to be shared. And then after that, let it go let it and go. let them grow forward with where they are in the present moment. I had a therapist on not too long ago and she came, made me realize that she goes, we have to stop talking about the trauma. Yeah. Trauma's done. You can't do nothing about it. Now you just focus on your healing. Right. But why are you keep wanting to revisit the trauma? <laughs> like, right. well, and it activates that vibration. Yeah, it does. It actually makes it alive again. Yeah. And so, you so know, forget the I, trauma. <laughs> for all the animals that are with me, every one of them has a story. Every one of them came in mm-hmm. very, you know, all kinds of stories I could tell you. But I will say they've all grown into who they really are and they came to learn friendship yeah. and they came to learn being a mother and they came to learn different soul paths. Like we, they're doing the same thing. We are They're learning the same things. I want to know about your sanctuary. So tell us a little bit about it. Huh? Well, it's, it's a private sanctuary. So okay. it's basically the animals that have come to me over the years um, for a while. They, they came at a pretty rapid clip so much. I think I was telling you, I was a little worried, like what is wrong with me? Cause I keep having dreams and they keep showing up. Yeah, yeah. But what I, what I learned is they each came in on cue and, and they came um, for a lot of different reasons, obviously for their own soul growth, mm-hmm. um, but also to, to tell, well, I guess I needed a lot of training <laughs> because it took a village. It is. Because, um, but they came to learn, like I've been and Evie and, and, and they are the best of friends and they came to learn friendship. Aww. You know, I, I, I have many on the property that wouldn't, you would never think they were friends and they're like best buds really? and go places together. They look everything. So yeah, the sanctuary is, um, you know, the aging population kind of right now, okay. but I find when here's the other thing about stories and it's a neat thing. If you get in a rescue animal, what you find, if you allow them to share their stories and then everybody's agreed, okay, this happened to you. Um, what you'll find is they get younger. Really? They literally get younger. I had a, a little dog named Dottie come to me and she's 13. Actually, she was saved from a euthanasia room, literally. Really? Little rat terrier, tiny little thing. She lived to 21 and she completely <laughs> left her story behind. Completely like ran the whole group. Usually the little ones that do it. (laughs) So, you know, when we, the stories are meant to be told and shared and they have a purpose and then allowing them to transmute, like, you know, it's an alchemy that happens where they can grow forward. I think it's beautiful. How many, what was the most animals you've had at one time? You know, I I never counted because I think if I counted, I would have flipped out. Shocked. (laughs) Here's the thing. It all worked. It was like this beautiful dance. And I never had to count who was going outside. I could always just energetically know everybody was there. I wasn't like one, two, you know, it it really, um, and they came and they went and they've taught so much over the years. So I've, I've been through many, many passings, all different ways, learned quite a bit about all the ways animal interface with humans and it's huge. It's, it's huge. It's bigger than we think. I think so. I think yeah. so. I think you've enlightened a lot of us. We have a couple of questions that we're gonna get to. The hour has just flown by. We have like 10 minutes left. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> yeah. Talk about animals all day long. Um we'll let Cassie bring over a question. All right. Okay. So okay, so let's see. I have a Megan, um, a Cree. There you go. 
I just have to say two days after my German shepherd died, I found a white feather where he was laying when he was sick. When I got his paw print, they listed his birthday as my fiance's birthday who had passed a few years before. Wow. Never had been to the vet hospital except for when he passed. Definitely a sign. Absolutely. Two people, I, I'm going to tell you, right? Definitely. Yes. Uh, yes. A hundred percent. Very big confirmation and validation. Very much you. so. I bet um, you know, animals will use feathers. They use some like, uh, you know, as spirit does uh, things we recognize um, and that, you know, it's easy to go, Oh, that was just a feather. I'm like, no, it was a, like it was a feather. That was your feather. And it was from him. <laughs> right. Oh, um, Krista says, I never had any experiences with pets, but I wanted to know if any of ones that have passed through my lifetime or around me. So let me read that again. I never had any experiences with pets, but wanted to know if any, the ones that have passed through my lifetime or around me, have you felt animals? See, this is where you're going to have to work with me on the comments. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. yeah. Um, have you felt animals around you? I find it interesting. You have that question um, because that tells me you have um, some kind of memory of associations with animals that are, are, are trying to come through. Right. Um, yeah, totally. I would, I, you know, I, I'd recommend um, journaling a little bit on that and mm -hmm. see what comes through. That's a, that's a great, cause I'm feeling energy around that. Yeah, me too. Like mm -hmm. I feel there are definitely some that are still hanging around, but it's weird cause there's no emotional connection. I feel like there was a pass through too, but right. yeah, do some automatic writing and some journaling for sure to see. Um, Cree had one I have a 14 year old dog with cancer. We know she is energy too, so we use calming practices with her. Yeah, that's beautiful. Any other suggestions for a dying pet with cancer or something like that? You know, I like this that Maybe. she's sharing because everybody, you know, thank you for sharing this. Um, you know, you can use colored blankets oh. because the color has energy to it. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that. Energy, And I always like flower essences too. And I have a company I've used for years with my animals, um, it's called Green Hope Farm Essences. Okay. If you look them up, they're in New Hampshire. And they have a wonderful array of uh, flower essences that you can uh, put on their pads or on the top of their head or in their water even. Um, and it, it helps with transition. Oh. It helps even if like for anxiety. I mean, there's a whole host of uh, things that essences will help with. It's a wonderful high vibration company. What's it called again? Uh, Green Hope Farm Essences in New Hampshire. Got it. Yeah, I would definitely do that. Hampshire. And I always sing to them. And I always, I, I, another thing, sorry, I, I, another thing I would do no, is please. animals love to hear their stories, especially toward oh, the end. They do? They, they love to be read to, like children. And they love to hear, tell me again how I came to you. Aww. how they came and tell them why they're important and tell them what gifts they've they've shared with you that you would have never had except they came into your life oh. this is the most beautiful time to do that and if you don't have that time you can certainly do that also in a letter to them and you will be surprised at what comes through because you'll be like in this gift in this gift it's amazing it's amazing oh they say awesome they're gonna try it and do both I good think that's some really really great advice 
Warren Mayfield, sending good vibes your way. Might have a reading, please. Well, you gotta let us know what you want to know about. Yeah, yeah, give us some content. You gotta give us something. <laughs> Are you gonna want us to pull a card? I can just pull a card for you. But if you want something about a pet, you gotta let us know. Yeah, I always tell people what's on your heart, like what it is, yeah. what do you need clarity on? Yeah. You know, what do you want to know? A lot of people will say, Does my pet have a message? And I said, Well, what's on your heart that you're needing a message for? I know. Right. Do you me... want to know if they like their blue bowl? <laughs> or I don't think so. <laughs> Pretty sure we want to go deeper. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about imprinting. What does that mean? Do you know what that means? Oh, yes, actually. You must be psychic because actually my next show or one of the shows coming up is Animal Energy Imprints. I'm there you go. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> um, imprinting is, um, you know, like I was talking about when you sit with them and as they're you know, in the last stages of their life, you actually like you imprint their energy. They imprint their energy on you. Okay. They actually also imprint their energy at various spots in the house. So you can feel them oh. when they, when you walk by it yeah. or you know, the, the person that says, you know, there's an indentation in, in the pet bed. I'm yes. like, like <laughs> um, so yes, the imprints are the energy they leave. And, you know, that's a whole interesting subject about where energy is left and how it's left and do they leave it deliberately? So yes, absolutely. Awesome. I pulled a card for Lauren, 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 Lauren Mayfield. And then we'll talk, we'll look at Julie's yeah. comments next. But anyway, Lauren, I got Battle of the Blues. It's time to start taking steps forward for positive change. So it's time to get out of the funk and shake it off and and go have fun and live life again and find joy again. So I don't know if you've gone through some transition or a loss or something like that, but it just feels like it's time to spark some joy back into your life again. So that's the card that I pulled for you, Lucy. Good luck with that. And then we have Julie says, I lost my Yorkie Maggie two years ago after having her for 18 years. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh, that's mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still feel her at my feet when I wash dishes and when I'm getting ready in the morning. I think it's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. You know, I love that you are so in tune with her mm -hmm. um, because they do continue on with us Thanks. and they do send us other animals. They do participate in our lives. And it's, it's again, one of those things I think for the human mediumship part, we're getting better at understanding that, mm -hmm. but for the animal piece, I'm like, there it's the same. So I love that you acknowledge that when you feel her at your feet, do you, um, or when you're washing dishes, uh, do you acknowledge her? Do you say, thank you so much for being here. How did you know I needed this oh, right now? You can still talk I, to them, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I would yeah. just be like, oh my gosh, you're here. I'm yeah. so excited. It is. It's a wow oh, to have God. them come in. And I don't do pet readings, but I keep hearing a little bell. Julie, any little bell with your dog or do they ring a bell to get out any bell connection with anybody i guess who's listening because i just keep hearing this little tiny bell keep ringing so i'm just gonna throw it out there that's what we do <laughs> any context anybody want to grab this one grab that one well well i will say this um so none of almost none of my pets have collars um except for the newest one merlin merlin i saw it and that i had to put a little bell on him because 
Otherwise, he, because I'll like get up and move around the condo and he'll come sidle right up next to me. And then I'll go just to move and he'll like, he'll be right underneath my feet without me knowing it. And I, again, like I was telling you before, before the show, I was like, this little kitten has like zero <laughs> sense of self-preservation. So I just was like, okay, we're putting a bell on you so that I know when you've moved around the house so that I, I know like, cause like, otherwise I'll be like, oh, you were right there. And all of a sudden you're way over here. So Aww. he's my little magical kitten. He, yes. He is well. You know, you gotta understand names. Names have energy. So they do. Yeah. Yeah. My little, my little Merlin. And then Julie said he did have a ball that had a bell sound. So oh, there's great. your validation for you, Miss Julie. Yay! I know it. I knew I was connecting to you. I was like, I hear it. I hear it. It's here. Like anybody got a bell in the room? Where's the bell? Where's the bell coming from? My dog's not in here. So where is that coming from? So. <laughs> Yay. Hello, everybody. Gosh, we're out of time. And I wish we just, ah, everyone's commenting. Yay. I'm glad you like that. So thank you for coming on, Tammy. It was so interesting. We loved it. Good time. I've really had a good time. The animals are overjoyed to be able to share uh, in the stories and to, to yeah. help people understand them in a different way, you know? Yeah one conversation at a time yeah yeah and i feel i feel all the good energy and the good vibes where can people find you if they want a reading or they want something where where are you at well, uh, my website is tammyhendricks.com and i do private readings and i also do um a facebook and youtube show live show twice a month and i just had one today so it Yay. lives on youtube at tammy soul speak and then the next one will be um, July 26th and there's always something new that the animals are very channeled so I don't they give me the heads up and then I'm like I hope you like can help me fill out what the show's going to be about right it's very organic and um learn something and the animals are always teaching and they're always teaching mm. we had another animal communicator who was that Cassie do you remember in Florida the lady who wrote the book on animals oh um Bernadette. who was yeah. it uh, Bernadette, um, uh, now I can't think of her last name, but she um, she she was the one that reached out when Osiris disappeared. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. She's a big animal communicator, too. She wrote oh. a beautiful book on every it's, kind of animal species. Yeah, it's called The Ark. Oh. And basically, it's like, every, like, her whole thing is the animal totems and everything like that. Yeah. So it's like, she did, like, the whole zoo. <laughs> The whole, yeah. zoo. <laughs> the whole zoo. The whole thing. The whole, the whole zoo. zoo. Every animal to exist. You yeah. can go find Yeah. Find so oh, that's always fun to have the animals go on. Mm -hmm, the grow up. Yeah. You guys might have something in common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she's on the East Coast too. I oh, okay. She's in Florida. Actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. I am Tracy Escobar in the Red Couch Medium. You can find me on all places, Red Couch Medium, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And my website is redcouchmedium.com, where you can kind of just find everything because Cassie did an amazing job building my website. So anything you want is out there on the website. Find me anywhere. And Cassie, where can we find you? All right. Uh, you can find me at Stargazers Unite, stargazers.unite um, on all social platforms. So, yeah, come find me. Huh? Come find us. <laughs> we want to thank you all for joining us on YouTube and Facebook and all of the people that always come every single week. We appreciate you. We love you. Always making our guests feel so welcome and bringing in all the questions. So, again, Tammy, we thank you. We'd love to have oh, you back you. anytime. You want to come back? All yes. right. Thank you. And we'll see you all next time 
on Metaphysical Happy Hour. See you later. Bye, guys. <laughs>